0: Welcome to the Living with Lust podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Dematis. And while things around here might sound a little different, look a little different, the heartbeat behind the mission is still the same. How can we live with less of the things that get in the way of who Christ has called us to be? How can we live a Christ centered life in a me centered world? Well, those are the questions that I've been asking myself every single day for the last several years. And my prayer is that these episodes will encourage you in your faith and help you love God's word in a way that you will feel like you can answer these questions much more easily than you ever used to so wherever you find yourself listening today know that you are seen and loved by your creator let's dive into this conversation Hey everyone, welcome back. We are continuing on our series, here, Her Story. And you guys, I am so excited for today's episode because I am with my neighbor that I prayed for so long for. Her name is Rachel. I'll let her tell a little bit about herself here in a couple minutes, but I first just wanna tell you that God does hear your prayers and he does hear your heart. And though I prayed for seven years, the Lord brought me a wonderful friend to live in my backyard. So we are together recording this and if you have not listened to the previous episodes of this series I just wanted to share where this all came from and in Revelation 12 uh, verse 11 it says and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they love not their lives even unto death. And that is where this whole series has come from and God has continued to remind me of that over the last 11 to 12 years that I've been walking with him, that that's how we overcome the enemy and that's how we overcome the darkness. And I've been reminded of that yet again, that I really wanted to give a space for women to share their testimonies. So... Rachel, my wonderful neighbor that I prayed for forever. I want you to tell everybody a little bit about you, and then we can just jump right into your story. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for having me.
1: I actually have been waiting for you to ask me for a year now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. Yes, so excited to do this. A little bit about me. I grew up in Greenville, Tennessee. My dad was a pastor, so we lived in North Carolina, Arkansas, and Tennessee while I was growing up, but Tennessee is just really where I call home because that was from six to 17 there. So I came to the Lord around the age of four. My brother was the one who led me through the salvation prayer, but my parents were the ones who like followed it up and everything like that. I know four is a little young, but it'll probably be the same way for my youngest. Like we're, our house was just filled with singing and talking Mm. about Jesus. And it's just at four, it was just like, I already knew what it was like to live with Jesus. And so it was an easy choice. It was a simple choice. And um, I, of course, as I grew, my parents did the work of stewardship and just making sure that I knew what I had said yes to and committed to. Mm-hmm. So, so living my life as a Christian and then around um, high school age is whenever I felt the call of the Lord um, to go to this particular college in Nashville. And my brother was already there. My brother had been there for the last year, and we're a very, very close, tight-knit family. So I did want to be close to him, but I also wanted to be close to home. At that same time, my dad was leaving the pastoral ministry and joining the army. So he was joining the army. Everything was shifting around me and um, everything was changing. And I just didn't want anything to change at all. So Mm. I decided to go to a college right down the road, about 30 minutes from home. And I got a cheerleading scholarship there. And I was able to, like, be with my high school boyfriend, and that's what I wanted. Like, I wanted to just live in Greenville, Tennessee, get married, live a quiet, simple mm. life. The Lord just had different plans with all of that, and I felt the the calling of the Lord so much still in my freshman year of college that I was just in the wrong place. Mm. I wanted God, but I wanted to also, like, keep all the stuff that I held close to. Mm. Um, well, I my boyfriend broke up with me. My dad joined the army, we sold our, our childhood home. And then I I looked around and I was like, okay, there's literally nothing left for me here. Mm. And the calling was just so strong. So I was like, okay, I have to be obedient to this. So I got into Welch, a full ride scholarship, all four years, all the Lord, all his timing and all of that, because we just weren't from um, a family that could afford a private institution um, like that. So the Lord just covered all of that and um, just made the way. So I um, spent my four years in Nashville. and, um, And then while I was in Nashville, my dad actually got stationed at Fort Campbell. So my brother and I were already in Nashville. My brother, my dad came and then My mom, um, came as well. So it was like the Lord kind of picked us up from one part Mm. of Tennessee and plopped us in another part of Tennessee, which is really cool because Mm -hmm. we were that tight knit family. And I did want to still have those still same connections, um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't really like change. So um, the Lord just ushered that really beautifully. So after I graduated with my undergrad and started working on my master's while I was in Nashville, that's whenever I met my husband, Kingsley. We Um, love Kingsley. He's so wonderful. (laughs) But I met him about four or five months before he was going to deploy. So we kind of had a really quick dating life. And then we um, actually this year, we will celebrate our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. So, so wonderful. So we got married and that's when I realized that I kind of no longer needed the Lord. It was mm. something that I had prayed for. I had prayed for finding a husband for my entire life. As I look back on it now and I just realized that I just, I had God and I had this beautiful legacy that my family prepared for me to, to walk in and to set up a family with. But I, really wanted none of that. So um, Kingsley and I got married and then we just kind of put God on a shelf and we went to church. We did the church thing and, um, but we were also living Like the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So we wanted to live lavishly and not really say no to any desires. I tell people we kind of live like drunk gypsies. We were just spending money like we had tons of it. Mm -hmm. And yet we were living paycheck to paycheck. So Mm -hmm. it was just a, a season where we didn't say no to a lot of things. A couple of years of that, we were married for about four or five years, um, and then I got pregnant. Kingsley had recently transitioned out of the army, and he was pursuing a corporate career. And I had no intention of ever being pregnant. We didn't. Um, we didn't even have our furniture yet. Like, and we definitely were not planning anything. But that was. Little did I know that was the Lord starting Mm -hmm. to work in my heart. So I was devastated when I found out that I was pregnant with Eleanor because what I wasn't sharing to everybody else was that I was struggling with an eating disorder that I had had since like 15 years old. Mm. Um, I wanted to be perfect. I pretty much functioning like a microchip. Like any change to the microchip, and um, and I didn't know how to function. A baby was a big change to a the microchip. Change. Yeah. Um, so you really can't you can't live the way that you want to live mm-hmm. and also have a baby at the same time. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that that was the Lord just calling me back to Himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the process of my transformation, and and really, whenever He started changing me from the inside out because since i had gotten pregnant kingsley and i we were living that lavish lifestyle and uh, we did want the desires of our minds and hearts that were not following the lord kind of whatever we needed Or whatever we wanted we bought whatever we wanted we got um Mm -hmm. and it just led to unhealthy life unhealthy behavior paycheck to paycheck that type of stuff so so when i got pregnant i was just broken and selfish and after i had eleanor i went into terrible postpartum depression for the first time ever Um, I started having these panic attacks that I couldn't stop. I couldn't um, just I for the first time in my life um, since having Eleanor, I I really thought that I was going to have the baby and like I could go back to Mm. live in the way that I wanted to live. But that's not Mm -mm. how it works, obviously. And then all of this stuff came out that I really had anxiety all my life and I really didn't Mm. realize it, Mm -hmm. but I was able to control it because. I didn't have a baby Um, and I was able Mm -hmm. to just shove stuff down. I was able to control my body. I was able to control my feelings. I was just able to control a lot more. Mm -hmm. And then I had a baby. (laughs) So it was, it was through that, that I just kind of wanted to leave God on a shelf, um, figure out how to kind of fix myself, Mm. uh, button myself back up before I presented myself back up to the Lord. But we, again, after this season of panic attacks and walking through that, um, we found ourselves just in a very unhealthy season again, right back where we were. Not eating right, drinking too much, spending money like crazy, and just fighting all of the time. Our marriage was in complete shambles. Um, We were not happy. We were not healthy. It was just not a good situation. And then 2020 hit. um, And for a lot of people, 2020 was a really, really tough season. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, it was the Lord mending us back together. So I got pregnant again with Amelia, and I always say, like, Eleanor was who God used to break me, Mm. and Amelia was who God used to bind me back together, Mm. Um, and it was through that pregnancy that um, things started to shift back into place. Um, I realized like, God, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot live like this. I cannot. I just can't bear the weight of this conviction anymore. Because every Mm. Sunday we would go to church and we'd be like, yes, let's do better. We're going to do better. And we did until like Tuesday or Wednesday. (laughs) And and you can get that far. Mm -hmm. Like we got that far on our own strength. We could do that. The rest of it, we just could not do by ourselves. And we were never supposed to. As we started praying and as we started, just really started to seek the Lord for the first time in our marriage, Mm. that is when everything started to change. And we might still be on that road, like still feel a lot of stuff shifting and a lot of stuff changing. It's not anything that we're Mm. doing and it's not anything that we are trying to do. It's just, we're listening to the Holy Spirit now. And as he brings stuff to our mind and as he brings stuff, we start to listen and we change. Mm -hmm. Um, So first it happened with our finances. I had been working for an online school and we had just racked up a ton of debt. And um, so I quit my job and only had Kingsley's salary. And that's when we started to put the pieces back together for our finances and getting out of debt. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the first time in our marriage, I kind of stepped back and allowed Kingsley to be the spiritual leader, really strong armed myself into that position thinking, well, I have a holier background Mm. than you. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm a preacher's kid. I Mm -hmm. get to be the spiritual Mm -hmm. leader. Um, But that's not the case or or what should have been true. It's just a delusion that I had made up in my mind. So I, um, I stepped back. Kingsley became the spiritual leader. Um, everything started to mm-hmm. shift and realign in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And then um, and we drastically changed our lifestyle habits. So I don't drink anymore. We don't, we don't eat the same foods. We don't live the same lives. I am a half marathon runner. I like adventures and we just enjoy life. We are walking mm-hmm. in financial freedom. It is just, it is beautiful to be on this side um just because we are not doing any of it. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones that um did it. We just said, Lord, this doesn't work anymore, but
0: you do. So you work in what we have and it's not ours anymore so I love it yeah I have heard her story before that's why I was like I really want your story on here because you've gone through so many things and most people go through like one or two of those things and so to have somebody that's walked through so many things I think is so good because you can find yourself in several different places throughout that what do you see as the most beautiful thing that came out of your former life for sure his grace but also
1: I am not living with like meant pressure of anxiety anymore mm-hmm. so I used to have so much anxiety and it was just really hard to like even get a go on an airplane or like if my kids had different like schedule things like I just was flushed with anxiety it was mm-hmm. just so terrible but now mm-hmm. I do not mm-hmm. I I don't feel any anxiousness I don't feel any worry or mm-hmm. I mean I do feel worry but I it's different now. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Like I can just like kind of feel it and say, okay, well, I am feeling anxious right now. Is it because I'm doing too much or is it because I'm not giving it to the Lord? Mm -hmm. But honestly, the best gift that I've been given is just knowing that Jesus is the friend that will never leave me Mm -hmm. and that I am not too bad that Mm -hmm. I didn't need to pretty myself up and I didn't need to come to his altar and say, Okay, I'm fixed now. I'm mm-hmm. ready for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just he was a friend that was there the entire time and loved me the entire time.
0: While we wrap up, I would love for you to share like how would you encourage somebody that's struggling to go deeper with Jesus? What I would
1: say to just anybody that's like struggling and, and wondering how how to like just get it back on track mm-hmm. because that was my biggest thing. Like I needed a five step plan or a thirty step plan (laughs) to get my life back on track. Like I needed actionable steps. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I really just needed to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And so as we were just being obedient and saying yes to the what was the Lord was just putting in front of us, that's whenever the chains were falling mm. off. And um, and so there's no 12-step process. There's no <laughs> five-step get you to a million dollars. Like there's <laughs> just no process. Mm-hmm. It's just listening to the Holy Spirit, being sensitive to His will, getting mm-hmm. in the Word, mm-hmm. and being close to other women, just inviting other women into your mess mm-hmm. or getting messy with them. Mm -hmm. Like just talk to other people and you will realize that it is not, um, whatever you're going through is not so terrible Mm -hmm. that God doesn't love Mm -hmm. you because that's just not true. Mm -hmm. He is a friend that sticks closer to a brother. Mm -hmm. He will be there. He is there now and he loves you
0: you guys can you believe she's my neighbor and that god put her in my backyard i still can't believe it i'm not over it i probably will never be over it but rachel i'm just so grateful that you came and you shared if people want to connect with you what is your instagram handle where they can find you
1: mrs underscore rachel underscore spiller
0: well thank you my friend for coming on here and just sharing your story
1: thank you for having me
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. I pray that it blessed you and pointed you to the heart of God and how much he desires for you to be in a relationship with him. If you love today's episode, I would be so honored if you went and left a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Another thing you can do if you love what you're hearing here is to go pick up a copy of my 52-week devotional, More of Him, Less of Me, Living a Christ-Centered Life in a Me-Centered World. You can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart.com. Another way you can stay connected 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 is head on over to my website at chelseadematis.com. There you'll find free resources and several other things that you can use to help grow you in your faith. And last one, while you're there, be sure to subscribe to receive the newsletter every single week where I share updates and just tangible ways that you can see the Lord working in your life. So I pray that you have a wonderful week this week and that you will be back for the next conversation.